0: I'm Dominic.
1: I'm Victoria. And And we are the the founders
0: founders of Pure Love and Health Ministries, a community whose goal is to create safe spaces where people can heal.
1: Join us as we talk about relationships, ministry, struggles, hurts, overcoming,
0: with God at the center of everything we do. Come Come sit with with us. us.
1: today's episode, we're going to be discussing how your wounds prohibit you from sharing the gifts that God has given you.
0: Like singing, painting, or even teaching.
1: We're also going to share how our personal wounds and insecurities keep us from being effective and ways to fight our enemy, the devil, whose desire is to keep us wounded.
0: So if you're driving on your way to work, killing that workout, or chilling on your couch, we welcome you to get to know us more and invite you on a journey toward pure love.
1: Hello, everybody. This is the Pure Love Podcast, and I'm Victoria Garcia. I'm here with the gorgeous and humorous Dominic Garcia. Say hello, Dominic.
0: Call me DJ. But yes, hi. Hi,
1: DJ. We are here on another episode. This is what? Episode six. Share your gift with the world. And we invite you to follow us on our Instagram page at Pure Love and Health. And also, we have two facebook pages
0: give us a like give us a thumbs up
1: one of them is called purity and peace the other one is called purity and maturity these are the men's and women's bible studies that dj and i authored and co-authored and we created this community within our community here in bridgeport in the in the southern connecticut area which has now more famously known as Pure Love and Health Ministries. And here we are, a Pure Love podcast. You can purchase the Purity and Peace workbook online on our website at www.purityandpeace.com. If you go to our website, there's a lot of goodies up there. You can see testimonials um, from past Purity and Peace participants. There's also a landing page there to sign up for purity and maturity as well as Purity and Peace. So if you're in the Southern Connecticut area and you're Looking for a community small group Bible study and you're looking to heal, we invite you personally to our Bible studies in 2020. 2020 is your year to heal. We want to invite you to join us. So maybe you've heard about purity and peace and purity and maturity, and you're scared to take that next step. You're in the right place because everything we talk about on this podcast is just kind of like a little window into. Uh, the deep things that we discuss in our small groups. DJ, come on in and talk to us a little bit about purity and maturity and talk to us a little bit about um, your heart for helping people heal.
0: Okay, yeah, sure thing. Um, When it comes to purity and maturity, uh, it's pretty much just a guy's Bible study that kind of goes deep into some of the things guys don't want to talk about uh like i said we, we talk about what really you know some deep wounds that we might have experienced since childhood or even in our adulthood that kind of like really we dwell on and keep us in the past and keep us from moving forward you know and there's a lot of healing when you start moving forward i mean there's one thing to analyze the past and there's another to be stuck in it you know you really just want to analyze it see what you can learn from it you know see what god is trying to speak to how is he, how he's trying to speak to you through that, through, through our past and through our experiences. And that's how we just move forward, you know? Um, and then, um, uh, man, it's just been kind of a journey. You know, I've been doing worship ministry for years and I would have never thought that I would, uh, transition into more of a, you know, uh, mentorship and, you know, doing men's ministry. Um, especially since most of the people that I, you know, kind of like, uh, Develop a brotherhood with, or develop a community with. I'm I'm usually the youngest person in the room, so it's very different for me. It's definitely out of my element. But what I just love is that one, it's a challenge, especially to speak to men and really call them to a place of maturity, not only like kind of in their regular life, but in their walk with God. You know, so it's it's just been an amazing experience so far, and just I just really thank God for it. That's
1: awesome. I'm so proud of you, baby. And so if you are a female out there and you have a man in your life your dad your uncle your nephew your brother whoever you think needs to grow in the lord whoever you think needs healing in their life um i find it funny when i look at the purity and maturity sign up sheet And the
0: referrals are always... Always like my wife, my girlfriend. My fiance, my
1: my aunt. My
0: sister. You ladies are the
1: plug and I love you for it. You're trying to help your men go from brokenness to wholeness. And I'm all about... I'm here for it.
0: I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like in the church, you know, like a lot of... Especially nowadays, I, I really do feel like a lot of the men are starting to get used to not talking about certain things. You know, so it's like continuing this pattern. Right. So like back in the old days, like, men, we're macho men. Don't talk much. Just do work, work, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, I I really feel like we definitely have to break out of break out of that, you know, because when we don't acknowledge certain things, they stay hidden. And then that's what kind of like keeps us stuck.
1: And the men are the ones called to lead. And if our men are broken, they're leading us into brokenness as well as women. Right, we're being led into brokenness by men who are broken and hurt people, hurt people, and all of those cliche, you know, type yeah, of things that have end truth end yeah, have yeah. truth to it. So it's I really want to c- encourage you guys, you can go to www.purityandpeace.com slash purity and maturity. That's the sign up sheet for it. You can also find a sign up link on the purity and maturity Facebook page. And if you follow DJ on Instagram or even follow our Pure Love and Health Instagram. There's a link tree URL link there where it'll lead you to the Purity and Maturity sign-up page. We really want to beef up um, those groups because we really want to see our men heal. And 2020 yep. dates have already dropped for Purity and Maturity, which is in June.
0: In June, yep. But even though it is a little far, we do have a lot of events coming up You know, between now and June. So keep your eye out for March. We have the twenty-first of March. Um, the Purity Maturity Group is going to be going to, or just Pure Love and Health uh, Ministries is going to be uh, taking a few men, and we're going to go to Iron Sharpens Iron in Hartford, Connecticut.
1: Tell us about that. What what is that event
0: about? Oh, our Iron Sharpens Iron is just amazing. I was introduced to it um, back uh, when I first got saved. At our old church, the men's ministry, took us all the way up to Hartford, Connecticut. And that's where I first heard of and got the pleasure of meeting Tony Evans. So that was pretty cool.
1: That's really awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you um,
0: met him. Yeah, it, it was It was. pretty cool. Yeah, that's Priscilla
1: it was, uh, Shire's dad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know how I love Priscilla Shire. It. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: She's awesome. Anthony Evans. Yeah,
0: dad Tony is- Evans is like awesome, man. And uh, his preaching was so on point, that part of my life. So yeah, pretty much what it is is just like this huge men's conference. And there's, like, different classes that you go throughout the day about different topics. And then they have, like, their major preachers. So, like, when I went at that time, Tony Evan was, like, the major speaker. Nice. You know, and so, like, after all these classes, they have, like, this one service at the end. And they have, like, this one preaching type of thing.
1: And we have and, a sign-up uh, link for yes, it. Yes, we do have a sign-up link for that. We emailed out. Yep, we're so trying to
0: get at least 10 men to go because that's when you get the discounts on, like, fifty nine ninety nine to sign up when you have a group of 10 men or more.
1: Right. We already have about five men signed up. So we just need five more men to sign up for this so that you guys can get that discounted price. We're also planning. There's a lot of conferences coming up. So we have the Ladies of Virtue Conference. That's right. That's coming up in uh, Webster Bank Arena here in downtown Bridgeport, which is a free event. We're blessed every year to be able to go to this event. Real Talk Kim is going to be one of the speakers at that event. And I love, love, love her. And we have about 30 women who from our ministry who are going. We got t-shirts that we're going to get made. And so we're going to show up strong. But if you have a ticket to Ladies of Virtue and you don't have anybody to sit with, believe me, you can sit with us. So just email us, message us, DM us um, on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, and we would love for you to sit with us if you feel that you don't have anyone else to sit with. We also have an opportunity to go to New York City with heels and tiaras, and we're going. It's actually a men's That's and right. women's it's a conference, a men's woman. Yep. and we're going with heels and tiaras, which is uh, evangelist Claudia from the Bronx, New York, and she invited our ministry to head out there. So we have a few couples that are going, men and women that signed up, and we have some singles that are joining us as well. And we're excited to go see Pastor John Gray is going to be the speaker. I love him, so I I'm really excited to go hear the word that Pastor John Gray has for us. Do you know that they did the 30 Day Transformation Team?
0: I did not know that they did. The- They did that. So
1: DJ and I started our fitness challenge in 2016 with the 30 day transformation team with Kathy and Luther. And they're basically celebrity trainers. You can check them out on the 30 day transformation team on Instagram. And we did the program and it's awesome. And they've also trained like Steve Harvey. They've trained Tamar yeah, really uh, Braxton. Names, yep. Like they've trained all these celebrities and we were trained by them as well, which is really cool. But I just saw recently on Instagram that Pastor John Gray and his wife are like losing weight and Luther was actually at their church oh, in wow. Greenville, cool. South Carolina. Yep. And they went up, Kathy and him went up and like he spoke and I saw that on his Instagram. Kathy Drayton and it's Luther, What's his last name? Freeman. Freeman. Freeman, yep. that's what it is. So Luther Freeman. So take a look at them. I, totally just not I pull thought that's up so my phone cool when like I meet. That. So they're gonna have a meet and greet at this. Uh, it's called Boss Up Conference in New York. It's gonna be at the Marriott LaGuardia. That's gonna be April 18th, I believe. And we're gonna. There's a meet and greet too. So when I meet John Gray, I'm I'm gonna let him know that like we did the 38 Transformation Team too, and I want to. get Yeah, that was feedback. an awesome
0: experience. Uh, yeah. Just like a side note, if you guys are really looking to get your fitness into gear this year. I, it's definitely worth the money. Changed our lives instead of something like...
1: And if you do it a with a good, partner, it's less expensive. Yeah, if so, you do
0: do it with somebody, I think, I don't, I don't know the exact price, but it's definitely like $100 cheaper. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's definitely cheaper. So I would look into that. So all, all of that to say there's a lot of fun, like, conferences coming up. We also have a purity ceremony that's coming up. So if you did the purity and peace six week Bible study, the next step that you want to take is sign up for a purity ceremony where you take your purity vows. We invite married and single ladies to join us. And DJ is actually working on a guy version of the purity ceremony because you just had a group of guys go through purity and maturity and this would be their first purity ceremony. But we don't really want to call it a purity ceremony because that's kind of girly. So you're I mean, in the it process. Is what of, it is. I mean, it's yeah, just
0: like you know, that's just we're working on
1: branding something for I mean, the guys and doing something It could be like a special.
0: maturity ceremony. I mean, I don't right? know, right? A maturity like ceremony,
1: that. a level up ceremony. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I was really hoping for like woods. You know, like maybe go actually hunt something. You know, like something manly
1: in the wilderness. Yeah, absolutely, the wilderness not. ceremony. Yeah, that's intense.
0: That's very intense. That's like it, it. brings me back to my old days when I used to be in war rangers. I don't know if anybody's, like, if you Chris grew Kalala up in church in. in the 90s, World Rangers was, like, the thing. <laughs> so, People at
1: Jesus Culture know about World Rangers because yeah. they, they talked about it on their um, on their social media. Yeah,
0: I, I did this one. Um, I want to say when I was in high school, I did this one training camp called JTC. Pretty much what they did was they just put us in the woods, and we literally just had to survive.
1: Imagine and that. Was that pure love and health. And it was and only it for tries. a weeknight.
0: It was like... Leaving like, men in
1: the woods, naked and afraid. Like that show.
0: <laughs> like all that, that's, that's totally... All <laughs> take level. your
1: vow to purity.
0: <laughs> you know, like take it to the extreme. Yeah, just... <laughs> that,
1: that would be awesome. Talk about good marketing and branding. Like everybody would want to take purity maturity after that. I think.
0: <laughs> you think so? I think no one would want to. We, after that. We'd like, have
1: to <laughs> leave them in Seaside Park. And they'd have to like find their way to...
0: Oh, that's a little easy. It's taking them on a boat off the shore of Seaside Park
1: and leave them. What is that called? On Pleasure Island.
0: Pleasure Island. Yep. And
1: they have to get back.
0: They have so to city-wide. get back by themselves. A boat. <laughs> <laughs> all, right.
1: all right. Good times. I'm excited for what all the events that are coming up. We have a relationship panel for our Love and Lunch. In March, it's going to have DJ and I, Mama Lois and Jim are going to be on it. We have an engaged couple. We have a single, some singles coming through. And, uh, you know, Joshua Samuel,
0: the Joshua Samuel.
1: I love that man. Yeah, well, do you know that that he's dating someone? (gasps) So I'm not going to spill the tea on here. This is not the shade room or anything, but I'm asking to see if him and his new girlfriend are going to be on this Relationships 101 panel. For the love and lunch. And I might open up this relationship panel for our love and lunch to guys and girls since there's going to be men and women on the panel.
0: Why don't we make it a podcast episode? That would be awesome. I think we should just do it. I think it's going to be hard, though, because like there's a lot of noise at the RPG market.
1: It's no no no, that's the love and brunch, right? On Saturdays, but this is the love and lunch that we hold at love Iglesia Bautista Emmanuel, the one remember when I bought the tacos last year for everybody? Oh
0: yes. So yes, that's going to be a relationship panel this year.
1: And oh. we're going to we're going to really talk about like really deep questions and Zaybell from Zay Photography is going to be hosting the event. So I'm really excited because I'm about to spill all the tea.
0: She makes me nervous sometimes. She's Ooh, pretty intense.
1: Cibelle is intense. That's why she's our host. So mark your calendars guys. There's a lot of things in I think our I might area.
0: Not
1: show up. You have to show up. You I can't have not. Show up. Stop. <laughs> you already had the flu FYI, which is why we haven't been able to do I had the, the flu podcast. and
0: strep. That was the worst.
1: It's taken a Absolutely. while for us to get this podcast out because there was a lot of things going on, one of them being that DJ almost died on us with the flu. But thank God, over
0: exaggerating. I didn't almost die
1: for Heather and her elderberry syrup.
0: (laughs) Okay, you're not Jesus. We're not
1: resurrecting here. (laughs) Anyway, so that's our intro, and I think we have tons of amazing things going on here. We're in the Northeast, and everyone else thinks that the Northeast is dead. In terms of Christianity and in terms of conferences, and no one ever wants to come up here and see us because no one shows up. But guess what? We have tons of conferences. I believe in Jesus' name that Webster Bank Arena is going to be full on Ladies of Virtue. I believe Iron Sharpens Iron is going to be an amazing event. All these things are happening in March. And then we have our relationship one-on-one panel, which you guys are invited to. And then we're going to go see John Gray in April. And it's going to be just an amazing time. And I'm so blessed that God's using us to kind of gather a community here to do these types of things because growing up that was kind of a struggle and so of just you know people didn't want to come up here and speak up here because you know our reputation up here in the northeast is that we're not really involved or we don't really show up to these events and so we have tons of people part of
0: it is because it's cold
1: part of it is because (laughs) it's cold right but it's you know going to be in march and april and It's been a mild winter. We haven't had... It
0: has been a mild winter. We haven't
1: had like snow. So guys, show up, get to these events. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And we want to make memories together with you. Moving on, today's topic is share your gift with the world.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, for the past couple of episodes, we've really been just discussing brokenness to wholeness, what that means what approach should we take and, you know, what what's worked for us, what worked for other people, you know, like how this ministry came to be. And I think today we really just want to talk about recognizing that you got a purpose and you were designed for a purpose. People get so caught up in, like, finding that purpose, right? It's crazy how when you're a kid, you like, what do you aspire to be? Right? But then when you're an adult, it's like, what are you? So, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, I want to be, like, an astronaut when i grew up right and then now when you're an adult you're like i didn't become an astronaut i became an accountant <laughs> you know so it's just like <laughs> i'm an accountant yeah you know? right and so it's 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 crazy because like we i think one of the reasons why we can't really find our purpose and what we're designed to do is because one you know we have so many things trying to tell us what to be hmm. right we have so many people trying to tell us who to be how to be it
1: we have our parents' voice and we're trying, yep. some of us are trying to live up to what our parents want and our parents' expectations of us. We have sibling rivalries and we're trying to be better than our brother or sister who maybe is the favorite in the family. Uh, we have, you know, what our peers are telling us to do. Lots of voices. We have society telling us that we should be rich and famous and like making ton, like a famous YouTuber and making
0: tons of money, money or money, whatever the case Traveling is. the world
1: on Instagram. You know, and then and you have
0: people on the other side of the spectrum who don't want you to make money. <laughs> you know, They kind of just want you to be plain vanilla. And I think what's important is that everybody should know, no matter who you are, you're destined for greatness. There's gifts inside of you that you have. You were designed with purpose. You know that even if you're trying to believe that you're not, even if you're trying to believe that you just existed, you know for a fact that you were designed for greatness. And the crazy thing is, someone else knows that, and they're trying to keep you from that. I think we get so discouraged. What happened to me was, you know, I interacted with a lot of like failure, and so I was just like, man, I'm, I must be really not good at anything. And, because
1: everything you tried, you failed at.
0: Yeah, and then, so then. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you just keep trying until you find something. You mm-hmm. know, you don't get discouraged.
1: This is like when I was trying to get my driver's license. I failed my first time getting my driver's license. I'm sure I'm not the only one who failed their first time, but I tried three times. So discouraged. <laughs> Yay! Good job, babe. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> three that's times. Like hall of Fame status. Well, um, yeah. So that's another, I failed. That's story. And I was like, I couldn't handle that failure. So I, it was like. I failed at like 18 and I didn't go back to get my driver's license again because I had to, because I was got a job and like I had to actually drive myself to work until I was 22. I just let that failure get to me so bad that I was like, no, I'm not going to go back and do that because I can't handle failing this again when all my other friends got their driver's license at 16 and I failed at 18, yeah. you know, and sometimes that sounds so stupid and so simple you know, simple-minded for this situation, but we allow failure to stop us from doing countless amount of things instead of just recognizing that failure is part of the process and that when we fail, it shows that we tried and that there's more learning that needs to be done in order for us to succeed. That's all it is, is that there's more learning that needs to be done. And so, you know, today we want to talk about the gifts that God has placed within us and how you can share them with the world. And many of us have tried maybe even to use those gifts and have failed and have felt discouraged, or it could even be the fact that you're hurt and you're not healed and you haven't been able to grow into and mature in the fullness of what God has for you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the spiritual gifts that God has given the church. When DJ is over here talking about your destined for greatness, in the word, God explains or Paul is explaining in this first Corinthians chapter 12, how there's many parts to the body. And each one of these parts have a different function, right? Our eyes see, our ears hear. And all of these functions help to grow the body of Christ in the church and to help uplift the name of Jesus Christ all over the world. And the point of the church is to help nurture the members' relationship with God. So my gift that God has given me is going to help someone else in the body of Christ get closer to God. And so that means we all can't be an eye, right? Imagine if we were just like one big eye, we would rolling around all over the place, but yeah. we all can't be an ear. You know, we all have different gifts. And so the Bible teaches us that in this world, it, we have an enemy and he's prowling around like a lion, seeking someone to devour. First Peter 5, 8 tells us that. And so, Do you think, DJ, that the devil, or how do you think, DJ, how the devil strategically wounds us? So we're talking about healing all this time. We're talking about our wounds. But how do you think he strategically has used wounds so that we won't really be maybe effective in God's kingdom? So that we won't use our gifts. And he's trying to wound us and hurt us to keep us down. How do you think he does that?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. The unfortunate part about free will is that people can choose evil, right? And so since people can choose evil, right, we have this, like, misunderstanding that, oh, well, maybe God doesn't like me because evil's being done to me. I think the enemy uses that mainly in everybody's life. You know, he tries to use that one way or another. He'll try to use other people and their choice to choose evil you know to harm us you know So he
1: strategically uses people in our lives to hurt us absolutely so that we then can respond and say god is not good because this bad thing happened to me
0: yeah Mm. that's very that's very strategic you know because what he's doing he's attacking the first thing that pleases god which is faith Mm. you know if he can attack your faith he can't please god in Mm. a sense When we mean by pleasing God, that means we ultimately mean like having a relationship with God, and we have to have it through faith, right? And so, like if he can attack that, you you can't have a relationship, right? And if you can't have a relationship, God can't tell you the gifts that you have that you can use to not only bring you closer to Him, but for you to bring others closer to Him. I I
1: also want to interject here and say the Bible teaches us that the devil is our enemy, and I think the first thing to acknowledge. As a human being, is is we that only you, have one enemy in this world. We yeah. have an enemy. And he is strategically trying to come for you. He is in the word compared to a thief. And the word says the thief is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And his trick is to get us to associate those things and make them attributes of God. Yeah. So we're we're over here offended. Um, and hurt because we have an enemy who's strategically throwing flaming arrows at us yeah. all the time. And if we don't have that shield of faith, like you talked about, we're not going to stop them. One, he doesn't want us to know that he exists and that he's out to yeah. hurt us. Touched
0: His- on that when I was interviewed, The Real with Melanie, with her podcast. And, you know, if you guys want, you know, definitely follow her. Um, Where I talk and I kind of like touch on the idea that, you know. Satan tries to use his number one tool, which is like deception. It's crazy how the church fights itself. It's crazy how we fight with other people. We get so caught up with thinking that the people around us who are technically supposed to be like our brothers and sisters are our enemy. Because if he can
1: divide us within ourselves, if he can get people in the church at each other's throats and, you know
0: the biggest deception that the church is following, you know, that, that I feel like the church is deceived today thinking that other people are our enemies, you know, cause we get so caught up on that Bible verse where, and there's truth to it, but sometimes like the enemy just takes truth and he just perverts it and starts adding to it. Right. And where it's like, if you're not for God, you're against God, which is so completely true. But It means, like, to a point where some people don't even evangelize anymore because why? Oh, if you're against God, you're not for him. Why am I going to talk to you? And then that takes away one of our gifts that we were called for. It takes one away, the ministries that we were called for. Which is crazy because, like, Jesus hung out with sinners all the time. Hung out with people that probably either didn't know God or they didn't want anything to do with him. And they were changed by interaction with him. You know, and so like you see how the enemies just did that. That was strategic, and, you know. And I felt like we don't give—I don't want to say it like this. Like I'm, I'm not trying to give the devil credit. Credit, at all,
1: right? But, but
0: he's a really good enemy.
1: Well, the, the like he, God made him. He God made him as an angel and a beautiful angel at that. And he had—he was really good at what he did. And so God's and God's allowing him to have this type of dominion on Earth to do what he does with an army of demons that do what they do. God is allowing that. So I think another another tactic mm-hmm. of the enemy, we don't want to glorify him and give him glory ever. That's that's true, but we also don't want to undermine that he's has you power. You don't want to You, don't, you, you know, and if and a lot part. of us are trying to do this in our own flesh and in our own strength, the devil will have a field day with us in our own flesh. That's why we got to pray, we have to fast, we have to be in our word and using this, you know, those tools against the enemy. That's what fights the enemy, right? In Ephesians chapter six, it says the battle isn't in flesh and blood. blood. It's in the spirit, right? Right. You got to fight it in the spirit, which is prayer, fasting and reading your word. And so the problem with the church today is that we don't know who our enemy is. Like you said, we're over here calling our brother and our sister and our mother and all these people who did things to us in the physical in flesh and blood our enemy when our real enemy is satan and i think that's the intro basically to this podcast is to get you to to realize we've been talking about all these hurts and wounds to kind of build it up to the fact that you were strategically targeted your wound was used strategically to get you down to put a blow to your call to stop you and get you stuck in a rock bottom place so that you will be ineffective In this life and for the kingdom of God, the enemy is definitely trying to hit you in the Achilles, right? Where it hurts. He's trying to hit you in the place, and and for some of us, he did hit us in the one place that was a total blow to us to strategically keep you down. And he doesn't want to be identified and he doesn't want to be placed as the blame and he doesn't want to be rebuked. So he hides behind all these things. And here we are blaming God. Here we are blaming our brother and sister in church. Here we are putting the blame for this hurt on our ex-boyfriends. And and yes, I'm not taking the accountability portion away from these people and away from your abuser and away from the people. They truly hurt you. They did. But I think today we want to talk a little bit deeper about how you are a part of this life, that God wants to use a gift that he gave you because you're part of the body of Christ and that because of that, there's a warfare going on between God and the enemy and you have been strategically targeted and he's trying to take you down and he will get you where it hurts. And so your job is to heal. And the way to do that, we have to fight back.
0: Yeah. And so
1: I want you to get strong in this podcast. I want you to to think about becoming that warrior and fighting back. And we want to talk about tools to help you do that. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. You know what I was going to say? Just kind of like interject there when it comes to knowing your enemy and like since I was saying before, like you're destined for greatness. And like, so since you were made and designed with a purpose, that means you're part of a bigger scale ideal or story that's too big to fathom but you got to understand that you're a bigger part of it
1: which Mm -hmm. is why
0: you're being strategically attacked you know if you weren't a part of something why would somebody waste time
1: if you you weren't going to be an effective blow to the kingdom of the devil why would why would he you know waste the time to try to stop you i think i
0: think we have to realize that you know sometimes like our trials and hurts just show the greatness that we have and so like for for that person who's just like, Man, I've been struggling to try to open this business. If that's you, you know, just go ahead and keep doing it, man.
1: I've been struggling to pass this test. I've been, I've been struggling to, to pass, start yeah. this book. I've been struggling exactly. to start my fitness journey. Or struggling to get over this grief after this loss in my life. I didn't picture my life to be this way. All of these thoughts, all these testimonies I hear when women walk into purity and peace. And I'm sure you hear it when men walk into purity and maturity, yeah. when they're in this rock bottom place and the lies that the enemy that is feeding them. And so he's, he feeds us all lies. That's, he's the father of lies. That's his job. And so I think let's get to a place where we can recognize who our real enemy is and move forward as a victorious warrior to overcome, to heal, so that we can get to a place where we are healthy enough to be able to effectively use the call and the gifts that God has placed in us. Our hurts are keeping us stuck and keeping us from using the gift that's in you. I want you to just think about the gifts that you have. Do you have a gift? And you do. My next follow-up question is gonna be, when was the last time you used that gift for the kingdom of God to help someone else get closer to the Lord? And if it hasn't been a long time, I mean, God's using our ability to communicate. This is our gift, one of our gifts right here, yours and mine on this podcast to help others get closer to God. I believe that's one way God is using us through our ministry to do this. But he's not just using us. We're not the only ones, right? There's all these Mm -hmm. other people. and A lot of us think we have to be pastors or we have to, you have a gift. Maybe your gift is teaching. Maybe your gift is singing. Maybe it's dance. Maybe it's painting. How are or maybe you? Maybe it's just like
0: being nice. And people don't really see that. Like or serving. I'll, I'll be like really quick. Somebody that really kept me grounded in my faith and kind of like showed me that I was just like, man, you know, there's really a God out there, was my grandfather. He wasn't a pastor. He didn't do anything outlandish or outstanding per se, other than just be like a really good person. You know, like I I feel like I was more blessed by his ministry than like my other grandfather other grandfather, who was a pastor and evangelist. And I'm not saying that to down that ministry because that ministry did bless my life, but there's just something about my grandfather who just, he was just like the definition of like, what how Christian should live his life, man. He was just nice to everybody. You know, my grandfather taught me to be nice to other people. That was just like his gift. His gift was really just being that guy, that random guy on a, at a train station that you can just talk to you know it was just something so simple and we think
1: that you know, it yeah. has to be and this is, exactly we, so we extravagant. think that we have
0: to be like this the next billy graham or you know the next whoever you inspire to be you know like even if that's like dwayne the rock johnson right you're trying to be like the next dwayne the rock johnson you want to meet know? him right I would love to meet him. Awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to figure the- out <laughs> to
1: get you a way to meet him. Shameless plug over
0: here. It- it ha- it ha- it's gonna happen soon, sooner. Or later. Yes, it is. It's He's it's gonna, gonna listen to our
1: rock. podcast. Please yeah. so share this with The Rock if you know The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so he was just he. I felt like a lot, I learned a lot of my values from my grandfather. You know, because mm-hmm. he just again, he just just focused on being just nice to everybody, anybody that he came to contact. was a good family man he was you know uh I mean still is still a great family man um he I'll put it to you this way I I remember when I was having this whole thing with my dad and one time I was like arguing with my brother and you know I ran off to my room and my grandfather followed me and he was just like you know what are you upset about and I was just like I'm I'm upset that my dad's not here you know like I hate my dad this and that blah 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 and I'll never forget this my grandfather looks at me in the face and was like don't you talk about my son like that even though my father my, even though my father was in the wrong at the time mm. right even though I was very justified to be angry at him my grandfather looked at me and he was like don't you talk about my son like that he's just trying to get his life together my son's mm. a good son I know that because I raised him and he's gonna come back for you you just gotta be patient you know like he, he defended my dad no matter what but he also you know,
1: affirmed
0: you yeah you know and um he was just that was just his gift like i said he was just a deacon in the church you know um it, to this day he's just a deacon at his church that he's in, in Puerto Rico, not a pastor even though i'm sure he could be one and
1: those are the most powerful ministers yeah. the people who take us to the coffee shop one-on-one
0: yeah.
1: and ask you why are you crying why are you upset why weren't you why were you off you know, and that's a gift. And for some of you, the gift of service, that's that's you, right? When was the last time you used that gift of service? And what's keeping you from using your gifts? And if it's hurt, know that the enemy is being strategic in your life to keep you wounded so that you don't move forward to use your gift. But and we also
0: have to be conscious of that and we have to make the decision to... Because I feel like sometimes we, we allow that hurt to be justification and a reason not to do something.
1: And a reason not to heal. And, and a, a reason, reason not, not to, to attend a Purity and Peace and then small group. And well, we're not even share.
0: realizing that, you know, I'll put it like, uh, man, it's crazy. I heard this from somewhere. I forgot where I heard it from. But the person who said it was just pretty much like, imagine what the world is going through right now because you're not in your town. Yeah, pretty much when I heard that, I was just like, wait, you know, it kind of was like a wake up call for me. Like every day that I don't work in my talent, I don't work in what I was designed to do. Like people miss out on that. You know, you, you, like, oh, here, here it is. So my friend said it to me like this. He was just like, you know how many people are getting saved right now because you're not doing what God's calling you to do. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying this. I feel like someone who might be listening to this. Is probably struggling with that. Maybe you're, maybe you're like a Jonah, you know, trying to run away from what God's telling you to do, and there's
1: refusing to go to the people God's calling. You and to just
0: God imagine to. how many people could have died in that process, Jonah, uh, of Jonah running away, right, and not going to Nineveh. And so we have to be conscious and aware that you know he
1: put a lot of lives in danger because then he went he did, on a yeah. boat and. The people on the boat with him were feeling the tribulation of the storm.
0: Yeah, and he got convicted. They like, no, no, no. Okay. He they
1: didn't kick him off. He said, yeah. Uh, I'm the reason for this. Throw me off. Sorry,
0: that was the Veggie Tales.
1: Yeah. Veggie right. Tales
0: version is just like, oh, kick him off. You know, this just... false doctrine. <laughs> I know that's it's false
1: doctrine. horrible. Veggie <laughs> Tales, oh. no. The these like throw me off, because you know, yeah. I'm I'm the problem. But that that's a segue, you know, we we allow our hurt to We allow our hurt to hurt us and then we disobey God in in the process. And now it's not hurt anymore, but it's like hurt and now we're in disobedience and we're not using our gift and our call. And then we wonder why we don't feel fulfilled because we're not living to the excellence that God's calling us to or we're not able to live out the dream that God birthed within us. Um, and this is a good segue to this next question. But how do you think, DJ, your wounds and the insecurities you had prohibited you from using the gifts that God gave you? So how did your hurt and your insecurities as a child, your dad and everything like that,
0: yeah. or um, even your church hurt,
1: stop you from using the gifts God had for you?
0: I think, in all honesty, I think it, it came down to one brute. And I think that root was um, I had no value for myself, and I, th- and I think that's kind of like everybody's. Do you think it was because progress? of the
1: rejection from your dad made you feel unvaluable because your dad rejected you? So you, it, and that was because of you, um, or
0: no? I just felt like maybe I don't know. You know, I, mean, I never really thought thought that deep into it other than the fact that i just felt like i had no value and so when maybe it was because you didn't have feel, a man
1: there telling you you had value maybe that's what you needed was like that man i, I didn't
0: know this was my counseling session but <laughs> you know
1: <what> I mean? <laughs> absolutely that's that's what i do um,
0: hello you know um i you know i think i think really what i feel like i need to talk about is more on the fact that sometimes we get so caught up in the line that we're not valuable hmm. You know, and if you're working from a place where you feel like you have no value, you can't expect to do any type of greatness at all. You have to have value for yourself. To pursue a greatness above yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to know you that you're worth it. And as mm-hmm. a kid, you know, I felt like I wasn't I wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't I don't think it was just from my dad, but it was just like from like I had teachers when I was in third grade told me that I wasn't going to be a nobody. Mm. you know so it wasn't just like I don't th- I, my dad never told me never told me that i wouldn't be something you know like my dad i mean he, he made out his struggles and we made had our struggle in our relationship but that's one thing he never did he never you know he never made me feel that i wasn't good enough i mean was he hard on me yeah but i don't i don't, I don't think i got that vibe from my dad and i think that was kind of protected from like my grandfather so my dad's dad who was um who I lived with at the time, you know, he definitely, I definitely felt like he kind of protected that. And so since I had a strong man in my life he to kind of speak that over me, I don't think that was the issue for me per se. I mean, for other, for other men, it might've been, but I really do think and really do believe that it was the area around me that was kind of speaking that to me. Mm. You know, environment? Was, my environment was really speaking to me that, you know, you're no good. And said, what
1: kind of things did that birth in you? Therefore, you felt unvaluable. So what things happened in your life that?
0: Um, you know, I just lived a life of doubt and fear. And I didn't think I was smart enough because I was like, well, if I'm no good, then I'm not smart. You know, because good people are smart. You you, or, you How know, well that's where, you I, where I did horrible in school. Mm. You know, Horrible. My best school years were my high school years. And that was because it was like the last of it, (laughs) you know, know, if if I'm being honest. (laughs) Um,
1: You're like, this is the end of a chapter.
0: Yes. The end. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, just living in fear, you know, and um, I was with that also, you know, like I think fear was probably the biggest thing for me, you know, because I didn't have a value of something. I was afraid I was trying to pursue images and trying to pursue personas and try to lie to myself to tell myself I'm something that I wasn't just so I can have some type of value because I was mm-hmm. so afraid of not having the value. Okay. And that's because deep down inside, like I knew I was meant for something. But and I you think, didn't I think know you had what it takes.
1: Like I, don't I have told what it myself takes to I get- didn't
0: have what it takes. And I think a lot of that, men
1: struggle with yeah. not feeling like they don't
0: have what it takes, and the crazy thing is this you, both of the time you don't, but that's okay. God that's qualifies the, he always qualifies you for what he calls you for. He yeah. doesn't just never call- quali- he doesn't call you to to something and will just leave you hanging out high and dry like because yeah, that
1: insecurity will tell you. Feeding you stuff in your mind,
0: but an- your another, another thing too that I feel like, especially in this in this season particularly, I feel like God has told me like Yo, when you're in that waiting place. You know, prepare yourself mm. for when that time comes. Yeah, you that's know? good. And we see that in, you know because sometimes we think, oh, I'm not qualified. And like I was just saying before, <laughs> you might not be.
1: Right.
0: Then get qualified. Right. That's it. You know, it's, it's as simple as that.
1: You can get hung you know, up on. Yeah. I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. Yeah,
0: don't don't overcomplicate it. Just, right. If you're not qualified, then get qualified. Take
1: the Again, class. Again, for some reason, I feel
0: like i got to speak to this person. I don't know who you are, but the person who's telling himself not to open that business, like, you're probably not qualified to open a business.
1: Get a mentor.
0: Get a mentor. Get qualified.
1: Watch some YouTube videos. Google. Get, read to, a book.
0: You how know. to open an L-O-C. Oh, my gosh. There's, like, some books that changed my life. You know, John C. Maxwell is probably the best one on leadership. Um, it's not necessarily, yeah, laws of it's it's not so much about like teaching you about business, but the first step is learning how to be a leader. So there you go.
1: It's teaching you how yep. to be a better person.
0: Yeah.
1: It's about character building and, yep. you know, building disciplines and not procrastinating and setting up a schedule and those types of things. Because we're over here wanting to do certain things and not unprepared in our character not just unprepared in our knowledge and some people have yeah. the knowledge but they you don't, don't have, have the character, character. Yep. you don't have that personality you don't have you know you're not there yet and you're wondering why you're failing but because you're wounded yeah. and you're unwilling and, that, to. and, and,
0: and you know that, that speaks to me you know because that's that's my personal testimony right so like i have all the know-how i know i'm smart in this season but when god's calling us to be like yeah you know go to this direction you know like i mean really quick you know my personal testimony god's calling me to you know, to get into real estate and do property management with my dad and, you know, kind of like open our own business there. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I have the character to be a business person, to be that entrepreneurial type of mindset. And so, but here's the thing, like if he's calling me to do that, then one, I got to cultivate that and learn how to do that and build that character. And two, like I do do the rest, you know, because he's not going to call me to do something and and not prepare me for it. I mean, what what about you, Vic? Uh, what are some wounds and insecurities you've probably faced that you feel like that's taking you from using your gift that God has given you?
1: Some insecurities I had, like I said in the past um, episode, I was extremely overweight as a child, like extremely overweight. So my self image of myself was is that
0: because you faced rejection
1: it was definitely because (laughs) i faced rejection no it was because i was abused as a child and my way to protect myself was to gain weight because if i'm not attractive maybe this abuse will stop and a lot of abuse victims actually gain weight as a defense mechanism to do that and so That insecurity, that made me insecure about my body. That made me insecure about my self image. I didn't think I was pretty. And that prohibited me from using my gifts because I didn't feel like I was pretty enough, good enough, smart enough to do certain things that God was calling me to do. And so I felt like the only thing I had going for me was to be funny or to do extremely well in school so that I, you know, my smarts will get me somewhere because my looks were definitely not gonna get me anywhere. I was trying to get my value from other people's and other people's affirmation of telling me that I'm pretty. And I had to learn that my affirmation comes from God, no matter what my waist size is or, and as I grew older and I, and I matured, I learned, you know, more about health and healthy eating and, you know, healthy emotions and, probably shouldn't be eating my feelings by having, you know, Oreos and ice cream and all those things when I could probably cope by using something a little bit healthier, um, like journaling. And so that, that definitely was an insecurity that I had to let go of. And also in the process of forgiving my abuser and the process of just growing in the Lord and maturing in the Lord and, and leading Bible studies and going on mission trips. And the deeper I got into doing things for God, the more of my strengths I was able to recognize. Like, wow, I really am great at leading Bible study or wow, I really am great at leading worship. And I was able to kind of find what those gifts were and use them despite my insecurities. And when I started using them, I gained confidence every time I used it. And somebody was like, wow, I really love your voice. Or, wow, I really love this about you. I gained a com- a godly confidence through that affirmation that someone gave me, especially since my gift, uh, what is it, love language, yeah. is words of affirmation. It's like number one, uh, number two for me, when number one is quality time. But it allowed me to kind of gain a newfound confidence. And so with that came ministry. With that came me working for the Lord at a very young age. So that that was definitely body image was a huge thing for me that kept me, uh, I guess, as a child from moving forward. But then thank God I was in a godly family that was engulfed in the church. And I had an amazing church family growing up that affirmed me despite how I looked. And I want to like talk about who you hang around with and who you surround yourself with in your season when you're insecure and when you're being attacked is so important because that can make or break your healing journey that can make or break your relationship with the Lord because a healthy community is going to affirm you and speak life into you when you are lying to yourself or you are believing the lie of the enemy. They will lay hands on you. They will pray for you when, you know, you didn't even ask for prayer. Who you're hanging around with is a huge determinant of where you're going to end up in the end. And so that that was a huge thing for me And in order to for me to overcome my insecurities was having a really strong church family and really strong friends that saw my heart and saw who God created me to be and called that out of me. And I think that was really helpful in my healing journey yeah. going from you know this wounded, overweight girl who was abused and keeping a secret to a flourishing woman who's free to share her story and not have to be worried about what people think about me in terms of my looks, and if I'm not pretty enough yeah. or skinny enough or whatever that would be.
0: It's, it's very important, you know. Like like I was saying before, like my grandfather, and it wasn't just my grandfather, but I, I really thank God for the people that he put in my life that would look at me and be like, "Yo, you're better than what you're doing. You're better than this. You don't have to choose this life. You don't have to choose these certain actions. Like, you can do more. You you were meant for greater. Like, yeah, having that, having somebody like speak truth like that is. Is is really needed. So yeah.
1: after this process of going from insecure and unvaluable to yeah. finding your value in Christ, what are the gifts that God has given you? According to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where he's talking about there's all these gifts, you know, that God and you're a part of the body. What are the gifts that God gave you um, that you're using to build up the body of Christ and help others get closer to God?
0: I have to say, um, I guess the first gift that I, I flourished in a lot, it was just kind of like just came naturally to me, Me was music. You know, music as well also brought me to Christ. Being a musician really helped with my faith because I saw how good at it, at it I was. And there was times where I, I felt like I played off and people felt like they just felt like a prophetic presence from that. So I, I've been About grateful that yeah. I really In felt like, worship. you know, I really felt like God kind of used me um, when it came to music. But I think mainly that was because I was just more of like an open vessel, man. I was just, you know, God, like, if I don't want to play guitar if you're not playing. To this day, that's always, my play. that's always my prayer. Like, if I'm teaching or if I'm preaching or just speaking, I'm like, you know, God, I don't want to say a word if you're not talking. And that's, that's really just been my gift. Like, I've always just been like a servant. I've always been like that type of guy. It's just like, yo, Lord, I'm. you can use me right now if you want. Like, I'm just open right now. Uh, I feel like another one is I'm just really good with talking to people. Maybe I talk too much. <laughs> but uh,
1: That's where your teaching just, and preaching gift comes from because <laughs> you are a talker.
0: You know, I just, um, I'm just really good with talking to people and making them feel, you know, I thank God that they feel comfortable around me for the most part. Yeah. You know, and That's yeah, important. I've had people, people need... random people just come and talk to me.
1: People need yeah. people to feel comfortable around.
0: Yeah.
1: Especially in the church. Because I've been in churches where I feel like I yeah. can't really be myself because I have to pretend to be this holy, you know, rolling person. It's like I can't have a moment of truth or it's like, you know what, I am not feeling too good today or I just don't have the strength to pray or you know. How, you know, how did John
0: Christ uh how did John Chris put it? yeah, um, I remember one of his jokes, he was just like, oh, yeah, Christians from up north curse. He was kinda like, was <laughs> he's kind of like "Was talking about like the transparency in that.
1: Oh, I'll yeah, right. like how transparent yeah. we are. We are definitely different from southern <laughs> Christians, I'll say. But yeah. um, but yeah, we, you know, oh, being yeah. able to have that service and being able to be down to earth so that people can and you're approachable. That's definitely a gift. And I thank God for that. Even being your wife because I know that I can approach you with anything. I know that that gift has blessed my life and being in a relationship with you. So I thank God for that gift. I definitely need needed that in the spouse and the partner that God have for me and I'm just I'm grateful for that.
0: Um, uh, what about you? What, do you? what do you think are some gifts that you're flourishing in you now?
1: So I definitely think my leadership gift and pastoring gift, is to be leading purity and peace is definitely a gift from God. The wisdom that I have in launching this ministry is directly from the Lord because I've never, I never led anything like this before. You know, it's like a whole movement that's happening in our in our area. And so I definitely think that healing process and the healing journey for me has led me to a place where I can utilize a leading gift and a teaching gift That has just grown over the last four years. Another gift is, you know, that gift of service as well and creating community where women have a place to come to, but also they have events to go to. You know, I love throwing events, I love getting people together, I love sharing my experiences with other people. I want other people to have what I have. Like, I love to share. You know, and so I feel like this platform has allowed me to do that so much more, even if it's just my online community and being able to um, share stories on Facebook and Instagram with my followers and just having this online community. Like I love building community wherever I go. And I've always been that way. Like my mom said that when I was little, I talked to strangers and I'm like, what's your name? And, you know, I just want to know about people and who they are. And I feel like that gift has really cultivated this ministry. Um, I think another gift that I have, that's a strength, is my vulnerability and my ability to be transparent and share deep things about myself that maybe other people aren't as open in sharing. I feel like my I definitely have a gift of vulnerability, and that has helped um, the women in our ministry flourish, and it has helped them see that. It's set a standard in our groups that our groups are a place to be vulnerable. And so everyone like wants to meet that kind of level of vulnerability or they want to encourage themselves or push themselves to a limit where they can be more vulnerable and transparent. And I've seen women really get a lot of freedom because of that, because they've been able to share some really deep things with us. So those are the gifts that I think my healing journey has led me to to use in this season which i'm really grateful for
0: that is awesome well now is the time for pure love pointers in our pure love podcast we have something called pure love pointers and pretty much what they are they're just lessons that we want to share with the world little doubts of wisdom we would like to express to others based on the topic we're discussing which today we're sharing you know talking about like our gifts for the world and uh, gifts that we were given Right. So go ahead, Victoria, start off with the first Pure Love Pointer.
1: My Pure Love Pointer is if you're allowing your hurt to keep you from using your gifts, then you're allowing the enemy to win because he strategically has attacked you in your life and trying to use your hurt to keep you from expanding the kingdom, from flourishing, from growing, from maturing in what it is that God's trying to use you in and so again I asked when was the last time you helped others by using the gifts God's given you some of us can say oh yeah I'm using my gifts but some of us are using our gifts and we're still wounded God is so gracious right he's so merciful that he will use a willing vessel and sometimes the most effective times is when we're broken And God uses us because we're completely leaning on him. We're like, Lord, I'm broken right now. I can only do this through you, right? And so I I believe that there's times even in our brokenness, like we're never gonna meet perfection and reach a place of perfection. And I'm not saying that in all of this that you have to be completely healed in order to be be used by God because God can definitely use people in their brokenness, right? And that's not impossible. I mean, God used me in my brokenness. You know, when I w- went to India, when I went to Thailand, Dominican Republic, I still hadn't shared some parts of my testimony and healed from some areas of my testimony. And I believe the Lord used me when I was overseas and I did that ministry. But then on the flip side of that, imagine how much more effective we can be when we allow the Lord to heal us. And while I did a lot of ministry in India, Thailand, Dominican Republic, this new chapter where I'm healed and I'm launching purity and peace and leading this ministry, we've touched hundreds of women. This is like next level in my ministry. I've I've never in my life before have touched hundreds of women with the gifts that God gave me. And so when we heal, it's like next level, like just an amp up on the effectiveness of how, what we can do with our gift and where God can bring us. If I didn't heal from my wounds and repent for the things that I, for the sins that I did, I would never have been able to be bold enough to share my testimony and right purity and peace. And while, again, God used me in my brokenness in my past life in India, Thailand, and all these other places, I believe the anointing that God put over my life for this season was solely because I repented and healed and allowed God to take control over areas of my life in the season prior to me launching Period in Peace that allowed God to make a beauty out of it. And so I encourage you to really think about how you're allowing your hurt to keep you from sharing your gift. And take the step to heal as soon as you can because life is short. And what God is trying to do in your life through your healed and whole self is next level. Yes, yeah. he could be using you right now in your brokenness. Absolutely. You know, and he does. But I, I've personally experienced this. It's that next level, just ministry and, and next level reach that God gives when that, that you can have when you're complete and, and you're healed in certain areas and you're able to share your testimony from a place of being healed.
0: Yeah, Awesome.
1: What about you? What's your
0: pure love pointer? Um, I think I would definitely say my pure love pointer is to recognize who your true enemy is. Just recognize that that's the devil. The devil will use people around you. He will use certain things around you. He'll use your environment, family, whatever it is. Just know that, the real enemy that you have to face in the ring every day is the devil. He's trying to still kill and destroy your calling, your purpose, what you were designed to do. Now that you know that, you're like trained for that. I love fighting. You know, I love the sport of fighting. The sport of fighting and the fighter's life is very closely detailed to like a Christian's life.
1: Speaking of, you yeah. had a birthday.
0: I did have a birthday. That was another
1: reason why it took us so long to get this podcast out. <laughs> the flu, your birthday, but when you said you love fighting, it just reminded me of the UFC cake I had made for you. She
0: birthday. got me a UFC cake and it was amazing. It was the best cake. Um
1: You almost cried.
0: I did almost cry. There were
1: tears in your eyes.
0: There was one tear in my eye. Yes. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so I was saying before, you know, like train for that. Understand that. You get into your word, pray fast one thing that i learned uh particularly when i started taking krav is that you have to be more ferocious than your enemy right and so like if satan's constantly night and day plotting against you then you that's just how aggressive you got to be too man if you really want to if you really want god to like just change your life dramatically and help you defeat the enemy you just gotta just gotta train for it you know, you just got to you got to understand the fasting. authority you already have inside Reading of you.
1: your Bible, you
0: know. So that that would be my pointer for the most part, you know, is just making sure that you understand that you have the freedom and the authority and you have the choice to choose what you're called for. You know, you, you, you can choose to do good things and to do great things.
1: You can you, choose to fight
0: back. You can. You know, you, you're probably that person right now listening and, you know, you're choosing to make different decisions you know, bad decisions, if you want to call them, or decisions contrary to what you thought you believed in, right? Decisions against your character you're probably making right now. And I just want you to know right now, today, you can start making decisions towards your gift, towards who you really are. Stop running from it, you know? Amen. It's for that guy who's trying to open a business. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I yeah. don't know who that guy is, but this guy is like there. this person's on my heart hardcore. So if you're listening to this, I'm just letting you know I'm talking to you.
1: <laughs> and now it's time for the pure love, passion, action. Okay. Love is a verb. And we as God's children are the hands and feet of what love looks like here on earth. So the Pure Love Passion Actions are practical ways to put love into action based on the topic at hand. And we're talking about sharing your gift with the world. And so my Pure Love Passion Action is take a spiritual gifts test and discover what your gifts are. I'll post the URL on the details of this podcast too that links to a spiritual gifts test. But Maybe some people are listening to this. Like, yeah. The Myers-Briggs yeah.
0: test. No, that's the different that we took with our counselor. Yeah, right? that's a,
1: the Myers-Briggs test is, a, is a personality that's test, personality which test is really nice. Works. And I'll post one of those to Myers-Briggs. Um, and I'll also, but this, they actually have like spiritual gifts tests to see where you're strong. Are you strong in preaching? Are you strong in teaching, prophesying? Are you strong in service? Are you strong in the gift of knowledge or a gift of, of wisdom? Do you have wisdom? I I really want to encourage you to take a spiritual gifts test to discover where your strengths because it's fine and dandy that we're saying God has given you gifts. But if you don't, I think a lot of this development and and growing and maturity and where God lays the responsibility on us is self-awareness and knowing you personally. How is God going to use you? Where are your strengths are at? And so introspect. Know that this is the way God wants to use you and the enemy is trying to keep you. So if it's preaching, maybe, you know, your struggle is speaking negatively, right? Your, your call is to uplift and to preach the gospel and to affirm people, but you're, you you know, it's hard for you to speak positively because you didn't have positive talk in your life. And so it, it, these are ways for you to get strategic in your life so that you can fight the enemy and so that you can grow in the gift that God has given you. Um, it's so important to know your strengths so that you can actually use them because the enemy is going to try to lie to you in, about your identity. He's constantly trying to lie to us about our identity. And if we don't know who we are in Christ, it's going to be easy to be deceived. So what about your passion action?
0: I wanted to say my passing action is to begin to acknowledge who your true enemy is, right? But I want to go a little deeper than that, and I just want to say start preparing. Like What I mean by preparing is that expect things to come against you. You have to prepare for the fight. You got to be aware that Satan is going to want to come against you. And the great thing is, if one of the ways of being prepared is understanding that you already won the battle. But here's the thing. If I don't prepare, if I don't expect my enemy to attack me, then I'm left vulnerable. And then I'm picking up pieces when an attack does happen. Like, I remember when I accepted Christ in my life, it life instantly became harder. <laughs> and it didn't get easier. It wasn't like rainbows and sun signs. Like, life got hard. I think that was because I was more aware of the things that were going on around me in that spiritual realm. You know, we're in in Ephesians chapter six, where it talks about principalities and like, you know, things beyond our understanding, not of the flesh. And so what you just just be aware and know that you have to prepare for that. Don't just sit around and be like, okay, cool. Let me just live life and not prepared for somebody to try to attack me. Like since you now since now that we we discussed and acknowledged that there's an enemy out there for you, do whatever you can to prepare for that. I'm not saying to be like paranoid, but be aware. Know that God's gonna have your back no matter what. But you gotta put on the armor. God made it for you, you gotta put it on.
1: Your prayer yeah. life needs to be strategic. Yep. That means you need to fast because we know that strongholds can't be broken without fasting. And you can find that in Mark 9, 26 through 29. Commit to fasting and praying.
0: Yep.
1: You can't do this in your own strength you can't. because the flesh has nothing against the powers of the enemy. The enemy's powerful. You can't just think that you're going to go in the flesh without your armor into yep. battle and and go up against him. You've got to. There's some action points. There's some things that you have to put into action. Pure love, passion, actions. Yeah. And Acts nineteen fifteen says, that was clever. "Thank you." <laughs> Acts nineteen fifteen says, "There was a situation where a guy was demon possessed and and
0: it was those and, like uh I don't want to say they were musicians, but they were just they were not prophets by their own right." Well, let's not yeah. give them
1: a title because we don't exactly Get know. Them. But in Acts nineteen fifteen, these other people that weren't disciples or Jesus were trying to be cute and like magicians and try to rebuke demons out of people. And the demon responded back to them and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know about. But you, I do not know. And I believe the way the story ends is that the demons beat the guys up, proceed to beat the guys up.
0: Yeah, the demon possessed guy like beats beats them up. And like, kind of like strips them bare, and then they, you know, end up running off. But it just shows that you know, like, you gotta, you just like if you work out physically, spiritual strength, you gotta work out.
1: Right, you these know? spiritual muscles, and the way we do that—prayer, fasting, and reading your Bible. I hope this is a, encourages you to, to do that. Go home. And get your prayer life to be strategic, to know who your enemy is, to rebuke him in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says whatever is bound on earth is bound in heaven. So if you bind things on earth in prayer, it will be bound in heaven and God. Then the angels, the angel armies, because see, the demons are the devil's army. But the angel armies, God's army, can act on behalf of you. You can power them to act on your behalf. And that's where they start slaying and beating up demons on your behalf and all you have to do is pray and that seems so simple but we don't do it right we don't take yep. the time out to do a quiet time we don't take that we're too busy right yep. and all these things and and so get strategic in your prayer get strategic in your fasting life and in your quiet time we thank you so much it's been a while since we talked to you guys and we're just so grateful to do this to help empower you and to help give you some tools to fight the enemy in your life who's trying to keep you down and who's trying to still heal and destroy things in your life. We really want to encourage you to heal this season. We want to invite you to 2020 Purity and Peace sessions, which every session for 2020 is up on our website at purityandpeace.com. You can sign up for one of these sessions so you can come in and share your story. You can come in and learn more tools on how to fight the enemy and how to renew your mind and how to keep your body pure. And And we have Purity and Maturities coming up in June. So the men out there that are listening or the women out there who have men in their lives who you really want them to level up spiritually this next season, we invite you to sit in our groups, to sit with us, to sit with our leaders and heal alongside other people in our community who are also looking to use their gifts. I'd like to invite you to leave a comment or leave us a voice memo. We haven't had anybody leave us a voice memo. You can do it on the Anchor app and let us know what your gifts are and what the gifts you're strong in after taking your spiritual gifts test and why you find it. To be a struggle to actually be activated in your gift and walk in your yeah, gift. It'd
0: be very interesting to know, you know. So, like, please leave a comment or, you know, leave a, leave a voicemail on our anchor app and, uh, you know, just share your heart, you know, like if you're, you know, even if you're excited or even if you're like, hey, you know, I'm really struggling trying to find my gift.
1: Or I'm reluctant you know, to use my I'm gift because God's yeah. calling me to public speaking and I don't want a public speaker.
0: Exactly. You know, but but the good thing is, is just like, like, like I was saying before, God will never call you to something not preparing for it you know like when he was speaking to Gideon you know like the angel of the Lord usually is referred to as Jesus you know in the Old Testament and so like when the angel of the Lord went to Gideon you know he already spoke into existence what he was made to be Mm. he's like you mighty man of God you mighty warrior
1: right and he found him in in, in, a a well well, yeah in a well hiding
0: right hiding on top of that
1: right
0: it doesn't just say that he was just in a well just because he fell or whatever You know, he was there purposely like he was hiding from the enemy, right? But God still called him to to who he was. You know, and there's a process, you know, that God brought him through to become that person. Business owner, I don't know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) But you're out there, but I definitely think this was for you. I just really want to speak really quick and just let you know that, you know, you may have been failing a lot. You may feel devastated from your failures. You may have suffered financially maybe lost some people around you trying to pursue your dream and trying to pursue your goal. And right now you're feeling down and out and you feel like calling it quits and throwing that towel. But the fight's not over.
1: Amen. Let's pray for that person and and for those who um, are feeling defeated in this season because they've been strategically hit by the enemy and they feel like they don't have... um, Strength to to heal and move forward. Yeah. Remember this. God says you only need to be still, because He's going to fight battles for you. But you got to give Him the control. And so let's pray.
0: Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, Father, come before You, and I just want to pray for not only that this person that You're calling out—I don't know who that person is—who might be listening—but you know. Um, but for anybody right now who's feeling defeated, Lord, I pray that you restore them. Lord, any relationships that might have been broken because of this, the process of failure and the process of defeat. You know, Lord, I just ask that you restore things and then broken things again, Lord. Start healing in places that call for healing. Um, and particularly for this uh, person that I just feel so strongly in my heart. I just ask that you restore the finances that were lost in the pursuit and trying to pursue the goal that you've called them to, Lord, and just show the, just show them your, your faithfulness to them, Lord. Just show them that you don't just call them just to like give us an idea, Lord, you, you, call, you, you see things. You're the God who sees things through, Lord. I believe you're gonna see things through for this person, Lord, and for the other people listening as well, too even if they're not called to necessarily make a business, Lord, but you're gonna see their gift through to the end. Lord, and the people that are, let us just be reminded of the greater detail or the greater story that we're a part of. You know, let us not just get focused on like ourselves, our story, you know, and let us realize that, you know, we can impact so many people around us. And Lord, I just thank you for each and every individual listening, I just ask that you bless them tremendously, Lord. If they don't know you, I ask that you reveal yourself to them, Lord. I ask that they open up their heart. You know, maybe they knew you before and they decided to backslide, or, you know, because of how life just got tough and the enemy just coming at them and coming at their faith, Lord. I just ask that you restore that. I thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: Remember to follow us on Instagram at Pure Love and Health, and you can find us on Facebook at Purity Plus Peace and Purity Plus Maturity. We're so looking forward to continuing this journey to pure love with you, and we pray that this is a complete and total blessing to your life. We love you all. Have a great, great week.